Hey, what's up, everyone? It's your host, Sylvie Dewey from the Secrets from the Saddle All Things Cycling Podcast. And, geesh, can you imagine? January is almost over and February is here. I have this sinking feeling that this year is absolutely going to fly by based on what's gone on already. Do you feel the same or what? So... This is pretty exciting leading into February, which is going to lead into our big celebration for our 200th episode, which is going to be on March 11th. I'm so excited. I cannot believe it. But here's the thing. We have decided or I have decided to. There's no we here, actually. I have decided to giveaways every week. So we're going to be giving away a prize to a lucky listener on Friday. And what I've done is I've actually partnered with some of my guests that have been on the podcast who have either physical products or um, sell other wholesale products on their store. And we've collaborated and we're going to be doing a little exchange just to get more of you guys actually looking at them and just giving out some really cool cycling gear. So I hope you're super excited about that because I am. Um, So here's the thing. This is how you can win. First, you need to go stop and go to Apple podcast and write a review. So that's number one. Number two, while you're there, leave a five star rating and then follow the podcast on social media on um, Instagram but here's a thing when you go to write your review please put down your Instagram handle because I did challenges before where I was giving away prizes for reviews and some people put these names down that I could never find them anywhere so if you want to be found for a giveaway then please make sure you write your Instagram handle as part of your review. Thank you. So then I can find you. Now, that being said, I have two grand prizes that are going to happen on the 20th episode day. Now, the first one is going to be given out to one of the winners of our weekly draws. The next one, I'm going to go into everybody who's put in their reviews. And I want to thank you in advance. And I'm going to pull a winner from there. And so that's how it's going to work. So make sure you follow the podcast because I'm going to be talking about this a lot. And that's where I'm going to put all the posting for the winners. Next, remember, a review and rating. You have to be have all three of those things done to be um, recognized for the draw. So with that, I hope you have an amazing day. And I just want to give you a little heads up. If you went in and got some of my free downloads before, I put a new cycling snacks um, PDF in there to try for some different things for your training and your riding. So with that, have an amazing day. You be amazing. And I'll see you in the podcast. Enjoy the next episode. Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Dao, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. 
I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle, All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Daou. And we have a really amazing guest today, Dave Edwards. Dave is in the greater GTA, so that's the Toronto area. And he has a cool business that he started up in the last couple of years. Everybody started up these cool businesses in the last couple of years, which is really cool. Um, it's nearby, so it's spelled N-R-B-I, and I was, <laughs> you don't even want to hear what I thought it was. Nearby <laughs> provides zero carbon delivery solution for local businesses using high capacity electric cargo bikes. Yeah. Nearby executes B2B, so business to business, and B2C, so business to consumer transportation. That's right. Business to, to C is business. You got it. Yeah. I'm like, yoo-hoo. Um, uh, he is passionate about providing state-of-the-art logistic solutions for local businesses while making our city more livable. Welcome, Dave, to the podcast. I'm so excited to hear more about this. I saw you on Instagram. I'm like, ah, he needs to be on here. <laughs> well, we need well, to talk thanks. about this. Thanks very much for, for inviting me on. Very, very happy to be here. It's nice to meet you. Thanks. All right. Now, I always get started on asking my guests, how did you get into cycling? And then how did it lead to this? this yeah, no, that's a, it's, a, it's a fun question to think about because it's, it's been uh, quite a journey over, over the last five years or so. I, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I mean, like a lot of kids, I rode my bike a lot. I, I, lived, uh, I lived out in the country when I was growing up. Um, you know, take the bike out, come back when it gets dark, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, through my adult years, you know, I, I always had a bike, um, you know, and, uh, you know, in, in, in the nicer weather, I might commute to work two or three times a week, uh, you know, only if it was really nice out. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I'd take the odd recreational ride. Uh, you know, with, with my son or, or with friends, Um, you know, so I was a very occasional rider up until maybe about 2015, 2016. Um, Geez, what happened? What, what, I don't know how I got into this sometimes. Um, Some of it was um, I had uh, been an athlete in my earlier life uh, through university Um, in my 30s that athletic uh lifestyle (laughs) completely deteriorated yeah (laughs) Uh, so i mean health was a factor i was uh Mm -hmm. i was not in good shape um so that was one thing and then the other thing you know living in downtown toronto um it's awful to drive here like it it just is it's terrible Mm -hmm. it it is really hard uh, to get around by car here so um you know I, i i used transit a lot and uh and I walked and, and then I, I, I think I just, um, I think a lot of this was, I, I got into Twitter, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and bike still Twitter. around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and I started to see, you know, people talking about how they use bikes for everyday living a little bit more. Right. Uh-huh. And, 
you know, so I would kind of experiment with like, like I, I would not bike past October, you know, um, I wouldn't go to the grocery store. I didn't think you could shop on a bike, right? I wouldn't go out to dinner on a bike. I would never do any of these things on a bike. That, that was something else. Bikes were for, you know, a special ride, you know, um, <laughs> the long ride, yeah. the Saturday ride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were for fun, not, not for use, you know, in, in my world, oh, okay. or right. you were a racing person. Right. right. Uh, you, yes. you were geared up, drop bar, and you were, you were, you know, you were one of what I thought of was one of those people uh, at that time. <laughs> those people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll talk about that later. That's a bit of a, a bias I, I, I've, I've completely eliminated from my life, but that's mm-hmm. certainly how I thought. Um, so um, I, I think, um, I think I, I started to ride my bike more and more. And, you know, like a lot of big cities, you know, there's a lot of, Unfortunately, deaths and, and, and injuries uh, on, on the roads here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I remember complaining, uh, I complained on Facebook one day uh, about, um, about the state of the safety of our roads. Mm-hmm. And uh, a, a cyclist friend of mine who's a courier, a bike courier, kind of called me out on, well, what are you doing about it? It's <laughs> um, mm-hmm. a good question, right? And, yeah. Uh, you know, he suggested to um, join maybe a local advocacy group. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Um, so I did. And so here in Toronto, we have a large organization called Cycle Toronto, which is uh-huh. uh, typically our, our technically now is a charitable organization. But, you know, they're, they're, they're fantastic. They do a lot of good work in the city. And Toronto's broken up into numerous wards. Uh-huh. And many of the wards have a, an advocacy group of their own under the mm-hmm. umbrella of Cycle Toronto. Yeah, it's big. I oh, yeah. uh, I talked to Pat Brown. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Big name in that world, yes. for sure. Uh huh. Um, I heard all about it. You know, so I I just I, I started meeting up once a month with this very small group in in the East End called Thirty Two Spokes, and and I met people who who had been living in that kind of world for a very long time. Um, and and I started to realize that there were things that that could be changed. Right. And, and that voices, mm-hmm. local voices do matter. Mm-hmm. And that instead of just, you know, complaining about not having, you know, safe bike lanes or mm-hmm. bike parking or any of those kind of things, there was ways to work with your local counselors if you have one that's friendly. <laughs> so that was one side of it. And then the other side of it is I just meant all these like, listen, you, you, if you're doing podcasts with people, well, you know, there's a lot of interesting people in the cycling world. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different little niches and people who do different things by bike. And, and it just really started to open my mind um, about what was possible. Uh, so it was kind of, you know, step by step. It was, you know, trying to do a little bit more on my bike, uh, maybe each week or each month. So, uh-huh. you know, could I get groceries? I'd, what are panniers? You know, <laughs> um, can I bike in the winter? Uh, so, so I started to get much more involved in it. Um, and I, I, I always had, um, I had a little single speed, you know, fast little Fuji um, bike that I'd bomb around the city in. And then in, in 20, maybe 2018, my girlfriend and I went to the Netherlands and we spent time in Amsterdam oh. and uh, Utrecht. And uh, I mean, it just, you know, forever changed how I will always see cities mm-hmm. or cycling and what is possible. Um, it's like fish in water, right? Um, everybody is on a bike and nobody thinks about the fact that they're on a bike. It's just how you get everywhere. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, from there, I mean, you know, I saw cargo bikes everywhere. I saw people of all ages, kids. We were there. It must have been some sort of prom. There was, you know, um, teenagers in like gowns and suits and tuxes riding around on their bikes, um, high oh. heels. You know, it was just like, but you know, and I remember saying to some of the, you know, like the at 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 the hostel, like the the person or not the hostel, the the hotel we were staying at, you know, why are you here? And I'm like, well, I want to see cyclists. And they're, they think you're crazy because it's just what they do. <laughs> right. right. Um, and then um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to uh, stop me if I get off on a tangent. But um, to be honest, a, a big thing with me was was realizing, was, was looking at the types of bike that that people over there were riding. Right. Mm, it's, uh, okay. Upright. Uh, yeah. Completely straight up fenders racks lights chain guards skirt guards very utilitarian giant baskets on the front all the bikes look the same they're everywhere there's no status associated with them there's just a bike right um but riding around the city that way you know head on a swivel at a bit of a slower pace being able to interact um, with your surroundings it just completely changed the way that i look at cycling you know um, mm -hmm. so coming back to Toronto from a place like that, it can be a little bit depressing. Uh, it's, <laughs> You're like, you know, oh my God. Yeah. I, I would... mean, it's, it's very contentious on our streets here, right? Mm. It's, it's a babble, unfortunately, a lot of the time when you leave the house, but, um, I really tried to see if I could fit that type of, you know, cycling into my lifestyle here. Uh, so I bought a more upright bike as my girlfriend and we started to do more carrying things, more date nights by bike, you know, uh -huh. getting really dressed up and going out on our bike. Um, and then, um, you know, I, I ran across some, I don't know if you know this name, Michael Colville Anderson. He's a Canadian born uh, Danish urban um, consultant. He's a graphic designer. He's got a oh. TV show on TVO. Um, he 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 had a blog called um, Cycle Chic. Co Cycle Chic. Cycle, Cycle Chic. Cycle Chic. Yeah. So this was, okay. um, you know, he, he he's also a photographer, and so this is back in 2010. He had started this blog that then became a coffee table book, and it was just really taking photos of people in regular everyday clothing uh, cycling around Copenhagen. Uh -huh. oh, you know, for okay. North America. That's something you don't really see all that often. Mm -hmm. right? um, and then, uh, so I, I reached out to him and I got kind of permission to do the same thing here in Toronto. Uh, so I, I, I run a, listen, it's my little hobby fun thing, but I, I run a little Instagram account called Toronto Cycle Sheet. Oh. Uh, we don't look like Enjoy. Copenhagen here. <laughs> um, in, 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 I mean, our streets, right? Uh, but it's more just um, it's street photography, just kind of showing everyday people <laughs> on everyday bikes going about the city, you know, maybe change the perception a little bit of what somebody might think a cyclist looks like. Right? Mm -hmm. A cyclist doesn't look like anything. Uh, a cyclist is just somebody on a bike. Could be anybody. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I really got into this kind of like urban, you know, utility transportation cycling and I got really involved and in, you know I do a lot of little street videos on on Twitter and Instagram just you know showing people on bikes around the city um 
and you know, bike Twitter is, it can be strange, but um, it's, there's just so many fascinating things going on in the world around cycling and, and how, really? how cycling can change cities. And it's all on Twitter. Yeah. 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 So, hmm. you know, following people like, you know, Modacity, who are, I don't know if you know them, Chris and Melissa Bruntlett, they're from Vancouver. They moved to um, Holland themselves, uh, wrote a book uh, um, on, you know, how did the Dutch get to that point, right? It didn't just yeah. happen, you know, it, it hasn't always been like that. So, so right. what happened? How did they get there? So sort of showing other parts of the world what a city can look like if, if you put uh, the, the, the money into infrastructure, uh, around promoting, mm-hmm. uh, around promoting cycling. So, you know, and, and then all over Twitter, it's like, what can I carry on my bike? Where did I go on my bike? Look at, you know, what gear uh-huh. am I using for getting around the city? And I, and I, you know, I got really into that and it, it's also a great way to, um, to advocate for cycling as well, to interact with, wow. public, with counselors and, and, and that sort of thing. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it's, um, you know, probably something I spend far too much time on. <laughs> I think we all have our platform or multiple platforms that we spend too much time on. But yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it takes up a lot of my time. Uh, but through there, <laughs> I've met so many amazing people. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I would say, uh, I don't even know how this happened, I guess. So I, I worked, um, I worked for, for a large financial institution, I'll say for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked in banking. Uh, basically, I, I in my early twenties, I had my son, and I needed a job, and I ended up working in a bank. Right, right. not the end of the world, but it was certainly not what I ever wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was fine. But then, you know, twenty years later, I'm still working in a bank, thinking about biking all day. <laughs> uh, uh, I think that's what a lot of us do. We have the job that supports the passion. Yeah. You know, very few yeah. of us have been able to combine the two to bring fruit, true financial, I don't know, freedom, but support. <laughs> so you, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah, a friend of mine uh, has a great, I, I don't think this is his own saying. I'm sure it's been said elsewhere, but um, he, he, he describes work as something he does in between bike rides. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> exactly. It. It's a great way to think about it. And uh, so, uh-huh. so I think, you know, when everything moved to work from home, I lost, you know, I lost my, my commute to work by bike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost my interaction with people like, like everyone. I mean, I'm no yeah. different than everyone else. Right. Um, yeah. And very grateful and privileged to be able to work from home. Um, but as, as a people person and, and somebody active, um, you know, the only thing I kind of liked about my job near the end was seeing people mm-hmm. and going to work. And when you take that away and you just open up the laptop all day, uh, you know, listen, I'm in my mid forties called a midlife crisis, but I'm like, if I don't make a change now, um, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to make a change. So, uh, I was lucky enough. I was in a position where I could leave without too much worry. Um, so I did, uh, last spring, I, 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 uh, you know, retired from my, my job at the bank. Um, and, and, uh, not with any real plan other than I was going to force my way into finding a way to, um, you know, make a, a second career, something to do with cycling or mm-hmm. livable cities or, or that sort of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, boy, I'm talking a lot, but. Uh, no, but ha okay. So now, yeah. so this is where was nearby that business idea. Was that, were you thinking so, about that so, before you retired? Nope. No, nope, I yeah, fell into okay. that. So, so this is what <laughs> happened there. Um, I, I, I left my job and um, they're, they're, they're okay. So there's a group in Winnipeg. They're called Plain Bicycle Cafe. Okay. Plain Bicycle Cafe. Plain, like as in the planes. Like, nope, like plain as in boring. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, and and, and uh, they are, listen, connect with these people because they are fantastic. Um, I will. They, they were born out of two people who went to the Netherlands like I did and fell in love with what they saw there. Uh-huh. And what they wanted to do was to bring that cycling culture somehow back to Winnipeg. Um, what they did is there is this massive excess of bicycles in the Netherlands, right? They're almost disposable. They get left, you move to another city, you leave your bike locked up to a rack, you buy another one for a few hundred bucks at the next city. They all, they're, they're inexpensive, they're, they're, you know, they're everywhere. Um, so wow. you know, there's actually an excess of, of used bicycles to get rid of. To, you know, it's fine. Okay. No, it's funny. Cause I was just talking about, remember I was saying, um, I interviewed somebody in, in Africa and what they're looking for are bicycles. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, they have them shipped, like, you know, I could, I could fill a container and take a year Mm -hmm. and ship them to Sierra Leone, Africa, yeah. where you could probably like go straight up to the Netherlands yeah. <laughs> fill, like, and, and just bring it right well, down. And Well, Sylvie, this is exactly what they did. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, is, is they bought, uh, they bought, um, listen, I, I shouldn't misspeak. I believe to start, it was one container. Right. Um, you know, and they sold them online beforehand and they said, we can't guarantee you exactly what your bike is going to be, but okay. it's going to have this, 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 and this, and it's going to work. And it's going to come from the Netherlands. And, and it was wildly uh, successful. Um, they're their odd, let them tell their own story. They're still doing it. Um, out uh -huh. of that idea, they now have their own retail store. They sell very interesting cycling related um, products. And, and uh, I thought, well, I want to do that in Toronto. Uh, so myself and, and uh, my girlfriend, Arianne, uh, we went really far down that road to the <laughs> point where um, we had a container ready to go. Uh, okay. And we were looking for some space here when um, I, I came across the fact that uh, another guy in Toronto was actually about six months ahead of us and was just getting his container in. Um, so, um, fantastic guy. His shop is called Go Dutch. It's here in Toronto and, and he does this. His name is Boss, Boss De Beer. Um, and I ended up, I reached out to him and I met him, um, saw what he was doing. He, he's from the Netherlands. He's a, he's a mechanic, a bike mechanic. He, he, he's done a fantastic job. Wow. Um, and I figured maybe Toronto that's probably enough used bicycle, used Dutch bike shops for Toronto. So, so I had to find a new idea. Um, okay. 
So while I was looking around, I, to be honest, I stumbled upon a job opening from nearby. Okay. So I didn't start the company on my own. Okay. Um, So while I was looking for other work, I'm like, oh my God, there's a local company in my neighborhood that's just started doing electric cargo bike delivery, um, which I am fascinated by. Uh Um, So I kind of, I reached out to them and I I called it my Walmart greeter job, right? Uh, I worked for them like once or twice a week for a few months over the summer. Uh, You know, I hopped on these giant, you know, uh, cargo bikes, you know, if you've seen them, like they hold over 200 pounds of cargo. Uh, the one I was riding is a, is a cargo trike. So two wheels on the front and one on the back. It's got a yeah. 800 liter box on the front. It's pedal assist. Wow. And I was like, I'm going to do this while I figure out what I want to do. Uh-huh. And I thought maybe I'd have, I, I'd see what it was like to work with these guys and turned out they're absolutely fantastic. So, um, you know, after a few months of riding with them, it became apparent that maybe, you know, I could do more than that. Um, so I became, I became part owner along with them. Mm-hmm. So their name, so Ivan Weisbluth and Nick Daganarius, they, um, they started the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ivan's a local retailer here in the neighborhood. He owns, uh, uh, owns and manages uh, a number of uh, butcher shops. And Nick oh. is, um, uh, it's quite senior in the uh, logistics world um, for a national company. Um, so this is a passion project of theirs, but really Ivan, um, you know, managing four stores was looking for a way to save money on delivery. Mm. Um, and being a bike person himself, he, and, you know, he has a cargo bike for moving his kids and his family around. Um, he started to look into what could be done with cargo bikes for logistics. Um, so they just, we just like, really the company only started, um, in April of this year. No way. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's only been in the last month or two that we've really become a little bit more public. So I would call a soft launch is what we've been doing. We had, um, two or three very good customers of different types that we were experimenting with over the last, you know, seven or eight months to prove mm-hmm. We know it can be done, but to prove we could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's gone really well. Uh, so, you know, at the end of summer, I became, I mean, my title is COO, but, you know, we, we, we all work together. Right. Uh, I, I don't ride the bikes anymore unless there's kind of an emergency or I'm looking to have some fun. You know, we've got a small <laughs> staff now. Uh, yeah. But it's, uh, listen, it, it is a challenge um, for sure. We're going through our first winter. Um, but you know, we're up to, we've, we've got four or five employees. Uh, we've got five employees. Uh, most days we have three cargo bikes out on the road. Uh, we're taking in new business all the time right now. Uh, and, and, and it's fantastic. I mean, I mean, we, we, we have, we have really big plans, you know, um, at, at the end of the day, Look, it looks great. It's green. It's zero emission. It's local. It's all these things. But at the end uh-huh. of the day, it also has to be profitable. Right. Right. And it has to make sense for businesses to use it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so far it is. Right. So we're proving, they're prove, we're proving to people that not only can they use a green delivery service, but that they can save themselves money by doing so. So let's talk about the delivery and what you deliver and what kind of companies would use this. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, it, the best way to think about it is, is it's a van replacement, right? It, it's anything that you would deliver by van will deliver in our bikes, right? So we do deliveries for um, a butcher shop, right? Right. Okay. So we move their product from their main production center out into their various retail stores. Okay. okay. So yeah. we do use freezer packing and temperature control inside of our bikes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so we can keep things cold. Um, we've delivered uh, gelato between different <laughs> retail stores in the middle of August. That was a bit of a oh, panic ride, but no problem. At all. <laughs> um, that's what you do... put on autopilot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do um, home like today. Okay, well, what's an example? Today, we have riders doing um, home deliveries for a coffee roastery, Java oh, uh, okay. Roasters here in Toronto. Um, we are delivering today for the first time a fantastic new um, non-alcoholic beer uh, producer called Harmons. Uh, so we're delivering, geez, I think we're 21 two fours around the city uh, today for them. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, Duffer, we, we do a local farmer's market. We do their home deliveries once a week. Oh, okay. Uh, so boxes, so boxes, of, yeah. boxes of fruit and vegetables. Mm -hmm. um, if you can put it in our container, we'll deliver it. So yeah. um, do you work in a certain range, like mm -hmm. um, demographic? You can't go like straight across the city. You must have sort of like a boundary that you work in. We do. Um, we, we do. We definitely have a boundary. Like, like really, as much as I love bikes, right, <laughs> at a certain distance, it still makes sense to use a van, right? Yes. Yeah, but we focus on you know hyper local delivery. So, mm -hmm. um, our we do have a boundary. It, we do go across the core all the time, right? Right. Um, you know, if we stay under ten k on a delivery, we can almost all the time beat a van across the city. Um, if we stay within five kilometers, which you know, if you put it into a circle, is quite right. A That's pretty. Area. It is. Yeah, it's a big area. We'll always beat a van, right? We don't have to worry about congestion, traffic, mm -hmm. parking, right? There's all sorts of studies that I, I, oh, I hope I don't get this wildly wrong, but I believe um, delivery van um, drivers spend 30% of their day on foot uh, because they have to park and then right. walk the product. And unless you can park right in front of the door, you got to uh -huh. walk, right? Right. We, we just pull up in front of where we're delivering, hop off the bike, hand it to where we got to go and get going again. So, you know, all over the Instagram, I've got little videos of, uh, you know, you, using some of our newer bike lanes here in Toronto while you see, um, you know, a couple hundred cars lined up and mm -hmm. I'm just zipping by on the side. I know? know. I love that. Yeah. I used to live in the city and bike all the time. Mm -hmm. That's one of the yeah. things that I miss about moving to the country, but yeah. It's one of the few things. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, listen, Toronto's got a long way to go, but there is some good infrastructure that's, you know, there, there, there has, they've been ramping up over the last couple mm -hmm. of years, especially since COVID. You know, I think we put in, I'm going to miss it, 35 to 40 new lanes or kilometers of lanes over the last year. Yeah, that's they've great. They've committed to a, a hundred, I think a hundred more over the next three years. Wow. Um, you know, um, this works, right? Mm -hmm. It makes sense for the city, uh, you know. There's so many more people. I can't remember some of the projections. I think this is like the GTA population somewhere around 8 million by 2030. 
there's no room for more roads. Right. So, yeah. So how are you going to move some of those cars off the street? Right. You've got to provide people with alternatives to using mm -hmm. vehicles. Right. Um, so, you know, there's obviously a big move towards um, electric cars, electric vans, that sort of thing. Um, doesn't stop the, uh, doesn't stop the congestion. It doesn't stop mm -hmm. the road, um, you know, road violence, uh, death injuries that occur. Uh, mm -hmm. from the wear and tear. Yeah. So, um, you know, can we provide businesses with a, with an alternative solution to, to using vehicles um, in, in a way that also makes sense from a business perspective? Um, so we, you know, we have one location right now, the hope would be with, within a, a, a year or two that we have numerous depots around the city. I was just going to ask, Yeah, I was just going to ask about what about franchising? Oh, listen, down the road, we've got, we've got plans for sure. Uh, we okay. we, we want to be multi-city, um, mm -hmm. right? maybe multinational, uh, you know, it's fun to think about that kind of thing. And we have good people and big ideas, um, right now, you know, some days it's like, how are we going to get through the day? <laughs> yeah, I know. I got to think about it. Yeah. Well, that is really, really cool. So yeah. let's talk about, um, let's talk about the bike. Sure. And the, the design. Sure. So, of, so yeah. we have, we, we use two different models. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure you'll probably link to the Instagram or something like that. If somebody wants to see them. Oh, for so, sure. So the, and some uh, pictures. Yeah. So one of them and probably the most recognizable one right now is, is a, it, it's, it's a trike. So two wheels on the front, one wheel uh -huh. on the back. Um, it's called a Centaur Pro Trike XL. Okay. Uh -huh. um, it is massive, right? It almost looks like a Zamboni. Uh, oh, okay. I've seen that picture. I think that's yeah. where I, I'm like, what? Stop. What, what is that? Is that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so that's also, you know, it's called a Centaur. The other brand it, it, it gets sold under for personal use is um, Babo. And Babo is a massive um, cargo bike manufacturer out of the Netherlands. Uh, so they are all over the place over there. And if you see, you know, if you see families usually in like, it's often a wood colored yeah. front box with kids in it. Those are, those are, those are most likely going to be a Babo cargo bike. What about the one with the, the seats on the back, like the flat wood bench? Oh, right. Like a long tail. Yeah. That's yeah, what those I guess. are called. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean, we don't use those, but for sure it's fantastic for, for passenger transport, um, mm -hmm. you know, to be able to sit a couple of kids behind you on the bike. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, what is that? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Kind of looks fun. Uh, I, I, I mean, our, our our trikes are great. So they're made in the Netherlands. We buy them uh, here in Toronto from Curbside Cycle, which is a, you know, they're a, they're fantastic, fantastic uh, store to deal with. They um, big uh, big proponent of cargo bike use in the city and and uh, urban and bikes as transportation. So they mm -hmm. they they're wonderful. Uh, the trikes, uh, geez, I mean, they have a 200 kilogram total capacity uh, for carrying. So that's 425, 450 pounds that uh, that we can we can carry on that bike, right? So it's a Holy lot of weight that we're moving around. Yeah. 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 And how fast can you go on? So in Ontario, the... <laughs> oh, yes. Well, yeah, you have to worry about the 20 kilometers. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think, um, by, I, I think the law is, so we don't go this fast anyways, but, but, um, electric, so th these are pedal assist, right? So they do have a motor. Mm -hmm. You have to pedal. It's not, you, they don't just go. So it's, an, <laughs> it amplifies your pedaling. Right. Um, right. So they're battery powered, um, pedal assist bikes. So, um, the pedal assist is regulated to cut out, I think at 32 kilometers an hour in Ontario. Um, we don't travel that fast when we have 200 pounds in the bike anyways, right? Right. Um, but I would say, um, you know, when we're cruising between destinations, we're going at about 18 to 20 kilometers an hour. Okay. Right. Um, so we're, we're not crawling, right? No. Um, with that bike, with three wheels, with 200 pounds and the state of the roads here in Toronto, mm -hmm. I mean, you feel it, right? You feel <laughs> potholes and bumps and bad ash. <laughs> And we also have to be cautious of, you know, what's the product inside the bike, right? So we, we mm -hmm. got to keep it safe. And then also, listen, number one, rider safety. Mm -hmm. right? We, we got to take care of our people, make sure that they're riding the bike um, cautiously. Yeah. Um, cautiously for them and for the people around them as well, right? So pedestrians who wander out into the street, um, mm -hmm. people who are crossing in bike lanes, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Very careful. Right. So we, we don't fly through the city on those bikes, um, but they, you know, don't, they'll, they'll get moving. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh, I bet. But yeah. what about stopping? I imagine it's just like a car. You're going to, you need a fair amount. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Stopping space. Two wheels on the front, uh, hydraulic disc brakes on each wheel. Um, mm -hmm. oh. No, no issue stopping at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, fantastic. And, you know, in the winter right now, we've got, you know, we've got studded tires on the front. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. So do you, we're, we're. Do you have a lot of snow? Oh, did you guys get snow? No. You know what? We've. I'll probably have to knock wood here. Like we've we've winterized all our bikes really well. Um, we've had very yeah. little need to so far this year. Yeah. So. Well, we, you always want to be careful. Like, be prepared because yeah. you just never know these days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's our it's our first winter too, right? So for safety reasons, we kind of listen. We want to make sure we're we're taking care of the people on the bikes and that they're confident too, right? So, so we, we spent a lot of money on, on tires, right? Winter tires of, of different types for the bikes uh, to see what we need, right? This year, it's like, it's our first winter. It's the first thing everybody asks, right? When you're delivering yeah. by bike, what are you going to do in the winter? Uh, <laughs> turns out there's something I had to learn myself is, I mean, you know, maybe there's three or four days a, a year here in Toronto where you might not want to bike in the morning, but most days it's fine. Right. Um, so so that's 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 one bike now this bike gets a lot more attention probably because if you've seen the pictures it's big and it's blue and it's really cute looking um this is not the zamboni one no that's the zamboni okay yeah um i shouldn't even call it that listen you have no idea so <laughs> we get called like <laughs> the amount of time like i get asked every time i ride that bike somebody asks me for ice cream that's the other thing <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's it's funny. It's uh, yeah. oh, I, yeah, uh, the ice cream man. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because you know people ask for ice cream and then you tell them you're carrying meat. Oh, you're like coffee. maybe I need to do something like that in the summer. Just yeah. as a side thing. I actually um, a little I bell one, on top. Uh, <laughs> I had one guy at a at a stop sign uh, downtown here in Kensington Market. Uh, he just walked up and handed me money and ordered a, a rocket. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have a. I don't have ice cream. 
So it's fun. It's no, a fun you, bike. Buddy. It's a conversation <laughs> starter for sure. Um, but the, the other bike that we have and that we're actually, we'll be using, uh, we'll have far more of soon. We're waiting for five more to come in. Um, it's a, it's a two wheeled bike. Um, it's called a trio bike. Uh, so it's made in Denmark. Um, it's two wheels again with a box on the front. Okay. It is extremely long. I, I'm blanking on exactly how long it is too. It, it, it's it's a cargo. It's it's a it's called a cargo. It's a cargo big. So it's a very very long bike um, with a giant box on the front, and it rides on two wheels. Um, like I said, it's a Danish company. Um, we buy ours through a, a wonderful store in Montreal uh, called Allo Velo. Uh, yeah. Um, and if you want to talk to an interesting guy, uh, talk to Lamar from Allo Velo. Uh, Lamar actually rode one of these bikes um, that wasn't pedal assist um, across or from Montreal, I believe, to Vancouver uh, a few years ago. Um, he's, I've he's, seen these. I'm pretty sure I've seen them. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he's quite a guy. So, so these are fantastic bikes, and, and these are actually where we're what we're buying more of at the moment, or have bought more of, and are waiting for them to come in. Um, they are not quite as, you know, they're two wheels as in, in, instead yeah. of three, so, so they're not as stable, but they are, you know, they're they're faster and they're they're more maneuverable. So, you know, oh, okay. the, the tracks are great for really heavy weight uh, getting uh -huh. around the city. Uh, and the trail bikes are, you know, they're, they're, they're a lot zippier and ride much more like a normal bicycle. Really? Like, I'm just thinking like the turning radius, like it's a how dream. could they be really? Yeah. It's fantastic. Like, oh my God. It's such a fun bike to ride. Yeah. Even mm -hmm. with all the weight on the front, like. Yep. So listen, there's a learning curve. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? The, the yes. first time anybody gets on it, you start to wobble. It's hard you know, your front wheel is like, like five, a couple feet, meters five feet away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got to train yourself not to look at it, but the cornering, um, it's, it's a, it's a fantastic piece of machinery. Uh, it's a really nice bike and it's got a very, very powerful, powerful motor. Uh, so on that one, you know, we're probably usually running closer to 30 kilometers an hour at top speed, um, with weight in it as well. Mm -hmm. We just don't generally carry as much weight as we do in the other one. Right. Now it's not like a, it's, it's a box, like everything goes in it. Correct. So nothing slides out or falls out if they take a corner. That's right. That's right. Now, now there are, yeah. So we, right now it's called a flight case. It looks like almost like, I don't know what a band would carry their, their, you know, speaker equipment in. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's got latches on it. That's it's black yeah. with latches. Uh, yeah. So, so, you know, it, it just pops up when you need to take the top off. We're, 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 um, actually working with somebody here in Toronto at some other designs as well that we'll put on them. But, you know, you can, um, we're not the only company that does cargo bike delivery, right? Like there's, there, there are, there's some more, um, what I would maybe hopefully not inaccurately describe as um, messenger type services here in Toronto. There's okay. a company called Sendit. Uh, and, and they use the same style of bikes, different brand and without a motor, uh, but with no case. And, you know, they'll just strap things on it. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you can carry lots of things, but we, we use a box for, for what we do, um, uh -huh. you know, for different reasons. But, uh, yeah, nothing's falling out. It's like I could just see the corner. Yay. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm picturing. I know yeah. maybe, maybe those who are listening are probably thinking about the same thing too. Like yeah. the elongated front and just uh, the. Yeah, you know, lots, lots of bungees and straps. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so you guys are making it through the winter and. Um, more more clients are coming on board is it more word of mouth that you're getting out are you doing any advertising to, to uh, share yeah i business? mean listen um yeah it's Keep word it of mouth it's it's word of mouth we're 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 also just you know um i i think we're at the point now where we're we're going out and asking for business and and we're getting some of it you know what i mean i i, yeah. I think that's that's been the biggest thing is we proved to ourselves that we were that we were we were good at what we were doing and we were comfortable mm-hmm. now to just go out and present ourselves to people you know <laughs> show up hey yeah yeah and you know so a lot of a lot of um you know pretty much actually li- listen we don't have an advertising budget right now um it's it's mostly through instagram right a lot yeah. of local businesses um i think maybe i even saw you through maybe it was on twitter it was that's where you first reached out well you yeah. reached out because my company, I, I I use one of the bikes sometimes to volunteer for something called the Bike Brigade here in Toronto. Oh, yes. Yeah, and that's okay. what you saw. Yeah. Uh, the Bike Brigade, and I think you may have reached out to, to somebody. I from did, there. yeah. yeah they are, kidding. you know, just, uh, just such a wonderful, dear organization that was created at the very beginning of the pandemic. Okay. Um, by Dave Shellnut, who's a, um, he's the biking lawyer. That's what he's called here in Toronto. Uh, oh, he, he's another lawyer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I seen him. Yeah. yeah. So, so he, he saw a need once we, once everything went into lockdown for, you know, well, what about people who can't get out uh, to get groceries, to get essentials? Mm-hmm. Um, people who have to isolate, uh, people who don't have a network of friends or family to help them. Um, so this, you know, it started, I, I don't even listen, like with, with just a, a handful of people running, you know, hot meals, I think, or something like that. in it's early stages to now, like the numbers, I think there's, I think there's over 500 volunteer cyclists that are part of the bike brigade. Oh my God. That's super cool. Um, they move like, I think it's hundreds of deliveries per week, uh, of wow. all different items all over the city. Um, all by just all just volunteers, right? Who show up? Uh, you know, they do a food share delivery, like these food boxes on Saturdays, where you'll see a hundred different riders show up over a couple um, hours, and every conceivable type of bike, rack, <laughs> bags, and they just strap these boxes anywhere they can. You see people carrying <laughs> twelve of them on an old bike, uh, child trailers filled with boxes, and and they just disperse all over the city. Uh, delivering to people who maybe can't get out and and pick up the food themselves. Um, oh my God, so that, that's, that's fascinating. They're they're wonderful. That to be honest, being involved in that um, really connected. It, it's been a lifesaver for me socially since the beginning mm-hmm. of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. One of the few places last year where you could go and be outside, even if it was just to pick up a food box and see other people. Yeah, I know. And feel like you're maybe doing something important. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. Um, yeah, so our, our company nearby is really happy to be able to to lend our services to them from time to time uh, to, to, to make volunteer deliveries for them. Oh, that's fascinating. That's great. Wow. So, I mean, 
there, this is just really, really cool that you're doing this and then yeah. that you found yourself a really fun and passionate niche that you can really dive into and see yeah. a lot like a like a, a big future for it yeah I, I hope so and, and you know what like uh yeah it, it's some days you feel like oh we're gonna do, we're gonna do a lot of good for the city and we're gonna <laughs> be very successful and then uh you know what don't worry we all have those days <laughs> uh yes in a 24-hour period over the last uh starting two days ago um we had we had five we had five flat tires. Oh, um, I was just gonna ask with tax tires. Tax. Oh. Um, I pulled five. I, I it was like every other message was I got a flat. I have a tax, you know. And then you go and you find a tax in the tax. I don't know what's happened, but so you know you have these small obstacles to overcome every mm -hmm. single day. You know what I mean? Uh, but it's all, it's all a learning experience, right? Like you're not going to have a bike delivery service and not get the odd flat tire. So yeah. yeah. But five in a day that kind of like, what? what? It was mm -hmm. un unbelievable. Two of them on my own bike as well, going to help the guys. So yeah. <laughs> you think just, somebody just threw them down? Cause people I, do know that. I've, seen, I've heard of people doing that, like so have I. And, and staples and things yeah. like that on the road. That is certainly things that people do. And and I'll put on my advocacy hat for a second and just say, <laughs> never underestimate how much some people hate cyclists, right? Huh. Uh, but maybe somebody was moving and they took a box of old office supplies out of their trunk and some tax filled out, some spilled out on the side of the road. That's reasonable too, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. At the end of the day, uh, I got really good the at job changing is done tires. and that, yeah, really. <laughs> we need extra patch kits and extra two yeah. patch kits. You know, keep yeah. the tubes, keep the tubes. We're going to have it. We're going into a shortage of tubes. Oh, I know. I know. It's, it's incredible that like some bike shops here yeah. were down to no tubes over this summer. Yeah. I know. I went to get one for myself and they're like, yeah, I don't have for, for your wheel. I was like, what? What? I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's because I need a long valve, um, but right. uh, still, I'm now, like, now you're, okay. you're, you're a you're a road cyclist, right? Yeah, I yeah. started as a mountain biker, okay. and and then I started training on the road for mountain bike, and then I just transitioned, right. um, and now I'm getting into gravel. Um, uh, yes, now, as is apparently everybody. Everybody's doing it. I just I just bought a gravel bike this last weekend, to be honest. So. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there. I mean, uh, there's so many things to to like. I've interviewed a couple of people who are gravel riders, and uh, like, it's true. Like, I've I've known there's tons of tons of roads like past me, and mm. um, and it is. It's it's a great way to explore and you've got like uh you know quad trails and like all these uh dirt roads and things like yeah. that and yeah so that's that's a fascinating part uh, that's know, another a new fascinating part of cycling it, it really is and, and for me i'll be very honest like a couple of years i i would almost call i would have called myself anti-road cycling two years ago <laughs> uh because every i think for me it you know, anytime you tell somebody you ride, I, I, I ride a bike, they would, that's, that, that's the feedback I, I would get is, oh, so you, you know, you've got the spandex and the $10,000 yeah, bike. Yeah, you're the racer. 
right? Um, but um, since the pandemic started, you know, I, I kind of fell into a sort of, I don't know, a group of friends that were just awesome people who, who, who had, you know, gravel or road bikes. And I, I started to do it a little bit more and I experimented. And then I found out like, oh my God, spandex is super comfortable. <laughs> and what a great way to spend a day with a group yeah. of friends, Yeah, you know, for seven, eight hours out in the middle of nowhere mm -hmm. on your bike is it, I fell in love. It, it was fantastic. And then, um, yeah, like I, I did, I did a couple of 200 kilometer rides this summer. Like I was doing things that I never would have thought I would have done. Um, and then, um, unfortunately I, I got, I got hit on the road, uh, on my, on my road bike this summer, I got hit really bad by a, an SUV driver. Um, <laughs> uh, mm. luckily it wasn't terrible injury. It was a terrible experience, but I'm very fortunate. But, um, you know, the gravel is very appealing for, uh, yeah, being away from being away from more traffic, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So yeah, the it. only thing that um, and one of my friends she may mention is that you don't want to necessarily gravel ride alone, right? Because of how far into the country you can get. You know what if and and sure. I was just like, eh, whatever. And then I went out by myself. I'm like, yeah, I kind of feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get pretty lonely out there if something goes wrong. Well, yeah, you just go back into the back country, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, on the road, I, you know, I ride everywhere. Um, but when you're on these back roads and you're just like yeah. female, and you're yeah, there's sure. a there's a little sense of like fear that comes yeah. over you. So I, was, you know, I I was completely agreeing with her. I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel that <laughs> good to ride. Good to ride with somebody else with you. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, wow, this is amazing, Dave. Um, I am um, so nearby everybody who's in the Toronto area. If you're looking yeah. for a new way of delivering uh, goods and um, with yeah, and even even if you're not look, even if you're just looking to have goods delivered, you know, tell your uh, you know that's the, right. Or if you're looking, um, maybe maybe they'll be hiring if you want to get out on that. Oh, we will be. We we we're gonna need a bunch more people come the spring when our our our, our uh, more of our bikes come in. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing better than being able to ride a bike in the summer as a job. Yeah, I would imagine. Oh, and you know what, Sylvia, I know we're wrapping up here. I, I will just mention on that front. I mean, one thing mm -hmm. that we try to differentiate ourselves with is we're, we're, we, we're not gig workers, our, our guys, our riders. Sorry, not all guys, but our riders. Uh -huh. um, you know, we, we, we pay an hourly, we, we pay an hourly wage over $20 an hour. Because uh, that's good. Yeah, because mm -hmm. we, we, you know, uh, I'm not going to badmouth other, other, ways that people earn money on their bike right but um we we want people to feel like they're working in a in a solid job where they're going to get paid fair a fair wage uh here mm -hmm. in toronto you know that they have ei and wsib and all that kind of thing so hey. um, you know so it's a that that's a big part of our model as well so i just wanted to mention that yeah well i'm glad you did because that's really yeah. important because there's nothing worse than losing people because and you know, just these days you, you do, I mean, paying well is, is important. Keeping is. your, yeah. your employees for sure. Yeah. Well, all right, everybody, we're going to uh, wrap this up. Is there anything else you want to share? 
before we uh oh uh no where I, can I, we find I you i feel like i've talked myself no? out other than uh you know if, if you're looking to bike a little bit more it doesn't happen have to happen all at once that's what i usually yeah, tell that's people right. like, try, so try can, something you haven't done before yeah where can we find you where can everybody find you oh my goodness this is too long a list so the company <laughs> On, on Twitter and on Instagram is at delivered by bike. So okay. that one's really simple. Delivered by bike. Yeah. yeah. So that's Twitter and Instagram and that's for the, the business. Mm -hmm. uh, personally on Twitter, I am at Dave likes bikes. <laughs> uh, Everything's going to be in the show notes. So yeah. if you forget, all you have to do is um, go mm -hmm. there and follow away. Yeah. Not to mention following the podcast, uh, Secrets from the Saddle podcast on Instagram and myself, Sylvie Doe underscore cyclist on podcast. Thank you to our listeners and thank you for taking in this interview. And thank you to Dave for making the time to chat with us and share something really cool that's happening in the Toronto area. There seems to be lots of cool things happening in the Toronto area. Yep. Yeah, I'm like, absolutely. why are they not happening in the Ottawa area? <laughs> so <laughs> step like, by step. Politics and people, I think. Yeah. But Well, thanks a lot, Dave. Have a great day, everybody. Yeah, thanks for having me on. That was fun. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.